when I started to prepare for this message today, I was talking to my wife, Brooke, and I was telling her, hey, I really need to come up with a, a personal story um, of something that happened in my life when I blew it, when I blew it big time. And without missing a beat, she turns to me and she says, that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, babe. Um, but that, it, it is the truth, though. It's not very hard to, to think of a time in our life when we have blown it, you know, because we mess up. You and I, I'm, we, we blow it. We... We mess up. We do. So today I want to start off by telling you a story about something that happened to me when I was growing up. And when I was a kid, my dad had this uh, junkyard out behind our house, and he had some old, some antique cars and some other cars. And um, so I would spend some time playing out there, and I would jump from hood to hood of the cars, and I would get in the cars and drive the cars where I learned how to drive. And I, I would play out there. And I'll, another thing I would do out there, I would shoot my BB gun out there. And I had this Red Rider BB gun. One day I was out there shooting it, and I, I accidentally, I did, it was an accident the first time, I accidentally hit one of the cars in the headlight, and it made this really cool sound. It was like, pop. I was like, that's pretty cool. So I shot out the other one, and the next, and the next, until all the headlights were shot out. Then I shot out all the taillights, and then all the windows, not the windshield. It wasn't for lack of trying. The BB gun just wouldn't break the windshield. So, um, And it was fun. I, but about halfway through, I thought, man, I'm going to be in trouble. But I kept going. And I knew better. I did. It was fun until my dad got home. It wasn't so fun anymore. And I, I, he was obviously not happy. And I was in big trouble. And so let me tell you what did not happen. What did not happen is he didn't kick me out of the family, thankfully. He didn't sit, when we ate supper that night, we didn't sit down, and then he didn't say, hey, look, Donnie, you, you really, really blew it this time. I'm going to need you to get your stuff and leave. And you might want to eat a little more because it might be your last meal for a little while. But that didn't happen, thankfully. But you know what did happen? As I looked out, every time I looked out at those cars, it was a reminder to me of what I'd done. And so I had this constant reminder, and it was hard to forgive myself because I, I knew better. It was just a, a dumb thing to do. And, you know, as we grow up, as we become adults, and we deal with life issues, and things happen, and we make mistakes, it gets hard sometimes to forgive ourselves when we do things that we know we shouldn't do. And we may say, you know, I know that God forgives me, but how do I forgive myself? When life happens and we, and we make those mistakes and we make decisions we shouldn't have, and then we live with those consequences. And often, the larger the consequence, the harder it is to move on past it. And we try to leave our past in the past, but the thing about our past, it often shows up in our present and it affects our future. And maybe for you, you thought that nobody would find out about that one thing, but then they did find out. Or maybe for you it's still a secret, and I don't know which is worse, because then you carry it around with you everywhere you go. 
We all have these things in our past that we wish that we could go back and undo. But we just can't, right? Maybe for you it was a relationship and you knew they were not good for you and your mama told you, you know she told you, they were not good for you and your friends told you. But, and you knew yourself, but it was fun, right? Or maybe for you it was just that one night and you know you should have went home, but you didn't go home and now you live with the consequences of it. Or maybe for you it was someone that you love deeply and dearly, you hurt them and you would do anything to undo it because the relationship is not the same since. Or for you, maybe it's a a bad financial decision or a series of bad financial decisions and now you not only suffer financially, but you suffer relationally because you're stressed out all the time. And we can't go back and undo it. So we live with it. So how do we live with the pain that we've caused others, with the pain that we cause ourselves? How do we put that behind us? You know, you would give anything to go back and change it, but you just can't. So what happens when we stumble like that, when we fall? How do we, how do we move past that? And you may be saying this morning, I know that God has forgiven me for that, but how do I forgive myself? You know, I think until we figure that out, how we, until we figure out how to forgive ourselves, there's some things in our lives that they just won't change. Maybe the, the anger that you feel, the unhappiness and the uneasiness, they, they're just not going to change until we learn this. You know, we often transfer these feelings onto God, too. We think things like, well, you know, I, I don't know that I love me. How could he even love me? Or, you know, there's days that I don't even like me. How could he possibly like me? So think about this. If you, if, if you hurt someone deeply, and I'd ask you, have you forgiven them? Most of you here this morning would say, yeah, sure, I have. That's the Christian thing to do anyway, right? Think, if I say, I forgive you, we think, you know, it's done, it's dealt with, it's over when I say I forgive you. But does that really equal forgiveness? I think sometimes maybe we get confused about that, what forgiveness really is. And as long as we don't understand how that works, and we'll never really be able to forgive ourselves. So I think here's how it goes down. I think this goes down... In, in all of our lives, in the situations when it comes to forgiveness. When someone hurts you, when someone hurts me, they've taken something from you, right? And now they owe you. And if, if they take your money, you would say, now they are indebted to you. And you would say, give me my money, right? You owe me. And whether we... And you know this, it affects your relationship with them because some of you maybe had a friend and you don't have that friend anymore because of money. So until that, whatever was taken from you is restored, it affects that relationship that you had with them. And what we do is we write out an IOU. Maybe we don't write it out on paper, but we do in our mind. They might not even know we're doing this, but we write out a mental IOU and we say, you owe 
this happens emotionally. Uh, for example, maybe a wife disrespects her husband. Maybe it wasn't even intentionally. But then he writes out this mental eye of you and said, you owe me respect. Or maybe the husband neglects his wife and she writes out this mental eye of you that says, you owe me. You owe me quality time. It doesn't matter the relationship, a parent-child relationship, employee-employee relationship, whatever the hurt, the pain, there's debt there. And, and, and it's possible to pay someone back many times, not always, but many times. But when you have stumbled and fallen and sinned, you know, you also fill out an IOU to yourself. And you say, I owe me blank, fill in the blank there. Now, here's the problem. How do we pay ourselves back? This is the catch, right? How do we pay ourselves back? We get caught in this trap with, the dis- with disappointing ourselves. We say, you know, I can't believe I- I've done this again. I can't believe I blew it again. And we'll often try to make up for the loss. We'll try to work harder. We'll try to serve more. We'll we'll promise God that we'll make it up and pay it back. We're nicer to people. We'll be a better person. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we still haven't made any ground, right? And no matter how hard we try, we still owe the debt to ourselves. So what what is the way out? And I believe God provides us that way. And if you're sitting here this morning and maybe you don't consider yourself a, a God or a Bible person and someone invited you and you heard we were a little crazy but we had good music um, and just so you don't leave here guessing, both of those are true. But so even if you do not consider yourself a Christian this morning, you still have a standard by which you live by. And you have a list of do's and don'ts that you will and will not do, and you may not have them written down, but you have this list. And here's the deal. You don't don't even live up to your standards that you make for yourself. You blow it, too. So what do you do with that guilt, with that regret, when you do blow it? And maybe you don't know what to do with it, and maybe that's why you're here this morning. Let me say this. If that's you this morning, if that's why you're here this morning, let me just say, those are the situations that God likes to work in. Because often it's in that guilt, in that regret, that we find the key to having Jesus as our friend, as our boss, as our Savior of our life. And God is not afraid of the messiness of your life. He's not afraid of the messiness of my life. And he will get all up in the middle of it. So today we're going to to look at God's solution to when we blow it big time. And what our Heavenly Father has to say about forgiveness. And I think if we understand forgiveness from God's perspective, then we can understand how to forgive ourselves. So we're going to be in um, the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, 
And Colossians is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a group of Christ followers um, in the ancient city of Colossae. And that's in the modern-day country of Turkey. So we're going to start out in verse 13, which is kind of in the the middle of the book, but um, we find this very, very rich truth on forgiveness there in Colossians. So we're going to start in verse 13. The verses will be on the screen. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, When you were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self, God made you alive with Christ. Paul is saying here, without Christ, we were messed up. And we're spiritually messed up. We, we have blown it, and the Bible calls that being spiritually dead. And, and while you and while I were hopelessly separated from God, dead, as the Bible refers to it, unable to help ourselves, but while we were in that condition, God, not just in spite of our messed upness, which blows my mind, but because of it, he makes this step towards us. And he makes us alive with Christ. Listen to what Paul says next. He says, and he forgave all our sins. Just the small sins, just the sins that maybe people knew about. No, he says all of the sins. All of the sins. Maybe the, the drug use, the stealing of prescription drugs out of someone else's medicine cabinet, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, the affair, your most horrendous act, whatever it is, Jesus forgave that. The sins that you committed against him, the sins you committed against yourself, and against others. Okay, you say, maybe, yeah, I understand. God forgave me. But what does that mean? Because I have tried to forgive. And I feel the same. Maybe this morning you're saying, you know, I'm not sure even, you know, how to forgive anymore. Really, truly to forgive. If you will, turn your attention to the screen. We're going to watch this short video. And while it's playing, please be reminded how God forgives us. So God offers us this amazing forgiveness. And he does fix things. In fact, let's go to the very next verse where Donnie left off. Verse 14. It says, he, and that's talking of Jesus specifically, he canceled the debt. Now, when he uses the word debt here, he is using a very specific uh, thought. And the people he was talking to understood what he was talking about. Because when they had a debt back then, here's how it worked. It was an IOU system. And you've heard of IOUs. This is how it worked in the first century when Paul wrote this. They would have a piece of paper... And the person who owed the money would write in their own handwriting, they would write down, this is what I owe you. This is what I owe. This is how much it is. This is uh, how long I will take to pay it off. This is when it will all be due and it will all be settled. And so it is all written down in their own handwriting of the person who owes the money. Now picture this. This is what Paul is saying. 
He's saying, God has a document written in your handwriting and my handwriting, and written on there is the debt that you owe. And in this case, for most of us, let's think about it this way, it is the debt you owe yourself. Because as Donnie said, we have blown it. We have blown it in some really big ways. And when we do that, we write out that debt. We say, you have failed, you have failed yourself, and you're going to have to pay for this the rest of your life. Now picture this. Paul is saying, God is holding that document written in your hand, listing everything you owe, when you will pay it, how you will pay And he holds that document. Now imagine, for most of us, the size of such document. Enormous. Now listen to this. It says, so the verse says, He canceled the debt which listed the rules we failed to follow. So he takes this document now. He took away, the Bible says, Paul says here, He took away that record with its rules and nailed it to the cross. He says, Jesus has taken that document. He nails it to his own cross and says this over that document, debt canceled. Looking at you now, you don't owe me. He would say, you don't owe me any longer. You don't owe me, he would say to you. You don't owe them That person that you offended, that person you hurt, you don't owe them. And listen to this, you don't owe yourself. All debts are canceled. This is what you must understand right here. You see, you don't have to forgive yourself because yourself has already been forgiven. You don't have to forgive yourself because yourself has already been forgiven. Forgiving ourselves is not about forgiveness at all. It's about accepting this fact that this verse says right here, Jesus has taken your IOU and stamped across it, canceled. You don't owe anything. It has all been canceled, every bit of it. And you say, well, okay, 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 okay. Does that mean I don't have to pay people back? No. I mean, that's a whole nother issue. What it means is, What you have been holding against yourself, that has been canceled. Now, we are to go, if we have hurt somebody, we are to go to that person and make things right. We are responsible to go make things right. But it's a different mindset because you're not paying them back. You are making it right, but you're not paying them back because Jesus says, canceled, paid in full. The sins you committed against him, against them, against yourself, canceled, paid in full. Not because we're taking care of an IOU. Because all of that, Jesus says, it has all been forgiven. And you know, it's it's a good thing. Because God knew we would never, ever be able to pay an IOU to ourselves. We might be able to pay one to someone else. I mean, we might be able to work and make up for, pay that debt, that emotional debt to someone else. We might be able to, but we could never, ever, ever pay an IOU to ourselves. And here's why. Because you have given yourself the guilty verdict 
I mean, the only way to to pay yourself back is if you could go back in time and make that decision again and not do that stupid thing that we did. That's the only way, to go undo it, to not do it. And we can't. It was done. It is done. It's It's done. We cannot undo it. And that's why we could never, ever, 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 ever pay ourselves back. Jesus had to do it for us. And he did it at the cross. Listen to how Paul describes this in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1. He says, so now there is no condemnation, none, no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. He's saying God does not condemn you. He said, and Satan, the evil one, can't condemn you. Now he'll accuse you and he will wear you out and beat you down, but he can't condemn you. Other people can't condemn you. There is no condemnation, none at all. If God doesn't condemn you, and the evil one can't, and other people can't, then you'd better stop condemning yourself. Because God has stamped that debt as canceled. You don't have to forgive yourself because yourself has already been forgiven. Now, so it's not about forgiving yourself. Our topic changes. Now, it's not about forgiving yourself. It is about changing the way that you think. It's about renewing your mind. The Bible is, talks a lot, Paul talks a lot about renewing your mind. And we have to renew our mind to that very truth. And you say, okay, Harley, but I still have these memories I mean, I still have these thoughts, and they come back to me, and when I wake up in the morning, they haunt me all day long. I still have these thoughts. And when I think about what I did, then I'm overcome with, with guilt and anger. I mean, what do I do with that? I mean, because that's what I have, and that's what I'm left with. What do I do with that? Well, I have some good news for you. Because you don't have to run away from that. You don't have to run away from your past, but you do have to change the way you see your past. You have to tear down some of these memorials that you've built. You have to tear them down. It's those memorials that when when the past comes back up into your mind, whatever you did, whatever you said, Whatever it was, when that past comes back in your mind, here's the memorial that goes on. You say, it says, see what you did? I mean, look, remember, remember what you did. See what you owe. Remember, when you see this, when you think of this, remember, you owe, and you'll never be able to repay it. And those are memorials that over time, you have built up into your mind. And they come back and they haunt you. Every single time you think of it, something reminds you of that. That memorial comes up and it says, look, you're worthless. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You're a loser. Now, you're going to need to tear down those old memorials. And you're going to need to build some new memorials that revolve around that very same sin You're not running from that sin. It's a reality. It happened. 
but you have to change the way you see it. Tear down the old memorials and begin to build a new one. And no longer does that memorial talk about how bad you are. No longer does that memorial remind you of how terrible you are. They point to something different. It says, yes, yes, you did blow it. You did mess up. You blew it. But look, remember, see the cross. That debt has been nailed to the cross. And written across it says, canceled. Jesus wrote, debt canceled. Not because of what you did to pay it back, but because of what Jesus did. That's how much he loves you. That's what he did for you. He saw you as worthy, worthy of his suffering and worthy of his pain. So he endured what he experienced on the cross for you. You were worth it. That's why he took the pain. That's why he did it. So he could cancel your debt. And now, those failures that you've had must begin to remind you of the goodness and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. The past is still a memorial, but now it's a new one. You begin to look at it. You don't run from it. You look at it, and when you see it, you remember, you remember how good Jesus is. You remember what he's done for you. You remember his grace and his love. You see, you're coming to grips with something new. It's the fact that you have held this over your head for so long, and it's already been canceled, but you've been holding it on over your head. And now you're acknowledging. You're tearing that down. Not denying that you did it. You're admitting, I did that, but you're now acknowledging something different. You're acknowledging how good Jesus is. And he's going to begin to bring you to some freedom. As you change that memorial, as you change what you have been thinking about that. You see, when I tried to destroy my life, I can look back at that and I can, I, can, I can continue to beat myself up over that and I can continue to degrade myself and, and punish myself until I feel like I have paid that debt. But guess what? It's never going to happen. It will never be paid by me because it was already paid for by Jesus. No matter what the evil one tries to whisper in my ear about that, I have to acknowledge Jesus paid that debt. It happened. It was real. But Jesus paid that debt. He canceled it. And it's the goodness of God. I didn't deserve it. He did it because he loves me. Some of you are afraid. You're afraid of your past because now, because you have a past, you're uncertain about your future. And it makes you afraid. So let me help you clear that up. Here's how we're going to do it. Don't answer this out loud. Let's just clear it up. Because some of you did something and you feel like 
you feel like you were okay with God, but then when you did that, then he just said, hey, I'm, I'm done with you. That was it. I mean, I, I had you up until this point, but when you did that, I'm going to have to let you go. Some of you feel that way. So let's just clear that up right now. Let's, let's clear up your future. Here's my question. Answer in your heart only. Don't say this out loud. This is just between you and God. Do you believe that Jesus really did die on the cross for you? I believe that. It's what the Word says. Do you believe that He died on the cross for you? To pay that debt for you? Do you believe that? If the answer is yes, then here's your next question. Do you believe that as the Bible says, and as he predicted, that he rose again three days later to new life, to life again, his heart beating again? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he defeated death? It was God's plan. The Bible says that. I believe that. Do you believe that? And if you answer yes to that, then here's your next question. In believing those two things, that he died and three days later he rose again, are you saying to God, or have you said to God, either one, are you saying now, or have you said in the past that because he did die, and three days later he rose again, when he died, he paid for something, he paid a price, he, he paid your debt and my debt, and in doing so, that means he purchased my life. And so I'm admitting to God, God, this life, you can have it. It is yours. You bought it. You purchased it at the cross. And so I am telling you, God, this life is yours. I was the boss. Now you are the boss. I was the owner. Now you are the owner. It is yours. Is that what you are saying? And if you answer yes again, then here is what I know. He said, there is no condemnation for you, even for that major, major way that you sinned, you blew it. He says, no condemnation, I've already paid for it. You know what else he says about that? He says that you have been placed into the hand of Jesus, his hand. And you know what Jesus says to God the Father about you? He says, I have never lost one that you have placed in my hand. And that means even though you blew it in a major way, Jesus did not turn his hand over and let you go. He still has you. Why does he still have you? Because he's already paid the price, the debt. He paid it on the cross. This is not new. He's already paid for it. He's got you. At the cross... All condemnation, every bit of condemnation was removed. The king, the judge decided. And we have to accept that and we have to begin to move on. You don't have to forgive yourself because yourself has already been forgiven. You just have to begin to think differently, to renew your mind, to change your mind, to tear down those old memorials that have been tearing you down and to create new memorials that say, this is what God has done for me. Yes, I did it, but this is what God did for me because he loved me. We have to create new memorials. I did that. Yes, you know what? And I am capable of worse because I am a sinner, and I do what sinners do. Do you know what sinners do? 
they sin. And I don't need a self-help book. I'm all about self-help books. But you know what? That's not what I need. You know what I need? I need a Savior. And so do you. And God, in His amazing love, has paid that debt. He's forgiven our sin. And we just stand there and we argue with Him. We're like, God, I know. I understand how you can forgive that because you're God but I can't forgive myself. I can't believe that I did that. You know what that is? That is just pride. To say that, God, I understand how you could forgive it, but I could never forgive it because my standards are so much higher than yours. That's just pride. It's pride. Because believe it. You say, I can't believe I did it. I, I Believe it. You did it. You did it. And you can do worse. That's why we need a Savior. If you think that that sin that you committed is below you, then you don't really know you. You did it. But He paid the price anyway. Our bottom line says this, Christ did not come to rewrite your past. He came to help you reinterpret it, saying, canceled, you don't owe me. He says, I paid for it. Canceled, I paid the debt. And here's what we're asking you to do this week. I'm going to ask the band to come up. We're going to sing two songs. And we're going to pray, and then we're going to be done. Here's what I'm asking you. We have to change the way we think about all this mess that we have done. That we've been carrying around. We've got to change. We've got to tear down those old memorials. And we've got to begin to do something. And it starts with the way we think about it. And the only way that I'm aware of that God has really given you and me to change the way we think is God's Word. And we're asking you, get into God's Word every single day day. We're not saying read books and books and books. Just read some of God's Word every single day. Because it is His Word as it gets into your life, into your mind, that begins to change the way you think. Get into His Word every single day. And here's the second thing. You have to admit, yes, I did it. I'm not going to run from it. I did it. I'm not going to hide it, try to cover it up, pretend it didn't happen, ignore it. No, I did that. But now you have to begin to reinterpret that. And instead of looking at that and saying, you're such a loser, you're an idiot, you're horrible, you're never going to amount to anything. Instead of running yourself down with those memorials, you tear those down and you begin to rewrite those memorials, to reinterpret those things, to build a new memorial. And those memorials, like you look at that, yes, I did that, but God forgave it. And that is how much he loves me. That's how much he cares for me. He forgave me. Look, instead of reminding me how terrible I am, that now, that reminds me of how good Jesus is. God, thank you for that reminder. Thank you for reminding me how good you are. Let's pray. God, your word tells us 
that if we place our lives in your hand, that there is no condemnation for anyone who belongs to you. We are not condemned by you. We are not condemned by the evil one, although he'll try to run us down and tear us down. He can't condemn us and we can't be condemned by other people and we cannot even condemn ourselves jesus you did not come here to rewrite my past to pretend like it didn't happen you came here to help me reinterpret it as i look at it now and say to you thank you thank you for canceling my debt thank you for loving me so much that you paid it all And God, because of what you did and you did alone, I don't owe you. I don't owe anyone else. I don't owe myself. It's been forgiven. Thank you for loving me. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.